Mm-hmm. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of the Whatnots Review Show. My name is Kyle Springer, and I am joined uh, by Melissa Wilkinson, as always. But for yes. the second time, James Wilkinson is back yes. in, in the house. I'm here again. It's the yeah. first time since last year. You couldn't get rid of me. I've been here for a year <laughs> waiting. He's just quietly in the background. We haven't we haven't mentioned him. He hasn't said anything. Yeah. He's, he's continually been here. I, I will not leave. Apparently, Melissa didn't tell me, but he's been off screen the entire time. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's not that much screen, but it's a lot of apartments. <laughs> he's just in the next room, just listening with a glass pressed up against the wall. Yeah, it's the only way I can I can enjoy entertainment. <laughs> Do you you have him like locked up in a side room? He's like, what's out there? (laughs) I don't don't need a lot. Just water. And a stick. And a stick to to resemble my environment. (laughs) There you go. We are back with a brand new episode. If you did not know, ladies and gentlemen, each week here on The Review Show, we have a different story to talk about. Could be a comic book, could be a movie, TV show, anime, manga, something else. We read it, watch it, do what we have to do. Come back here and talk about it. Uh, This week, we are talking about Metropolis. Mm -hmm. And that is an animated movie based off of a manga by Osamu Tezuka. Mm -hmm. Uh, This is one I pitched, but you, Melissa, really wanted to pick this one. Yes, you accidentally stumbled into an old Wilkinson family favorite. Yeah, you've known I, this movie for a long time. Yeah, I feel like when I said the word, I I, I heard your face a little, or I saw your face. A <laughs> you heard it. I heard your face light up. <laughs> no, I didn't know it was that loud. I, I I just like I felt like I stepped into like uh, oh I think I stepped into like a pit of snakes or or something here. <laughs> They're nice <laughs> snakes. They're cuddly snakes. Yeah. <laughs> which is good because that that gets me excited that that this is something that you guys both both know and really love and yeah. want to talk about stuff like that yeah. so where did you guys find this that that's what i want to know I, first off i think it it must have aired on like cartoon network no or, no no i think i read about this in the old anime magazine an america oh god rest its soul yeah, which I used to buy at Blockbuster, and I was able to rent this movie from the Blockbuster. <laughs> yeah. Yes, it was a, a favorite rental of ours for a while. Yeah, yeah, back in like two, I think pretty early after it came out, probably like two thousand two, two thousand three, might yeah. have been when we found this movie. Yeah, it stayed like like jokes from it stayed a mainstay in our inside joke ring for a long time. Yeah. <laughs> that's fantastic i so i i was not aware of this film until maybe a couple months ago oh wow well, welcome I, to it yeah, yeah. hello <laughs> and i don't know how it like didn't make my radar because uh, this has mm-hmm. been out this came out i think in what like 2001 ish yeah something around there and Shrek. uh yeah uh so <laughs> it's it's not only based off of a manga by osamu tezuka uh, but the script of this uh, was the, the the screenplay was by Katsushiro Otomo, who made Akira, uh, mm-hmm. and the it's directed by Rintaro, who I'm not super f- familiar with. I've but heard the name. It's a big name. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So like 
this just seems like all-star production behind yeah. it of, of just like this is kind of a big deal and i'm like how did i not know about this <laughs> so here we are i got to watch it for the first time and you guys got to watch it for the six thousandth time yeah <laughs> it's a bigger dozenth time <laughs> i don't know if i've seen it that many times but this is probably this would have been at least like my fourth i think this is probably my 13th yeah, you like this a lot. Yeah, you are. I I was so excited when you told me you were doing this movie that I forgot to watch it and just loaned it to you right away. Like, yeah, here's the DVD. Yeah, and then last night you're like, oh, I had I didn't watch it. Yeah, <laughs> I had to watch my bits, turn. Yeah, I had to watch bits and pieces this morning. <laughs> um, so I, I I guess for people out there who might not be familiar, we mentioned this is a 2001 animated uh. <laughs> film based off of a manga from osamu tezuka who is often known as the godfather of manga yeah uh, he's also the creator of astro boy uh you guys and be familiar dororo. with that. and dororo which, which I, read should, last year. I should have been prepared to be like hey it's this episode because we covered it's, it's from dororo. fall early winter you can go you know you can go back you can find it yeah it is let's see here um that's all pushing daisies blah 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 that was february there we go episode 30 dororo from october 28th 30 wow wow that's so many episodes ago this is like episode 66 yeah (sighs) episode 66 Oh, I should have waited and waited for three more episodes to come on. The, that is going to be the episode where yeah. I pitch something. <laughs> I am pitching for episode 69. Oh, and I've congratulations. Already stu- I've already got stuff picked out. Yeah. Good. I am so happy. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Um, but yeah, uh, so th- this this also kind of caught my attention. I saw GIFs of it online. I was like, that looks mm-hmm. fantastic. It looks beautiful. beautiful. Uh, but then once I found out that it was kind of somewhat loosely based off of a thought of the 1927 film also called Metro- mm-hmm. Metro- Metropolis, uh, which is a silent film from yeah. Fritz Lang. I've actually yeah. seen that. We covered it on a really, really old episode of the what is now the review show Mm -hmm. um and it was actually really good i liked it i was like "Ah, it's gonna be some old old timey 1927 Mm -hmm. real boring film they don't know what they're doing and it was really good yeah yeah i've seen that one before too it's it's got neat stuff in it like i was happy to see that movie and recognize all the things in pop culture that pulled from it. Mm-hmm. It's a good source text exactly. for a, a cinema fan to be aware of. It's very long, though. Oh, yeah. Three Especially hours. if you watch the version that it's like, we found all of the lost footage and yeah. put it back in. Sit down here for two and a half hours. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what seems right now, our stream is kind of having some problems. Uh, still d- d- dropping a ton of frames. Uh, but we're going to keep chugging along here because hopefully the recording isn't doing that. Um, it actually, YouTube says we are offline. Wonderful. Uh-oh. <laughs> okay. Big uh-oh energy. Yeah. Okay. I think it's coming back. It is doing something. Again, I'm just going to keep chugging along. Uh, so what is, what's inter- interesting with this one is the manga that Osamu Tezuka yeah. made for this. 
uh, isn't necessarily based off of Metro- Metro- Metropolis. Uh, he yeah. put in an afterword on the book that he only saw a still I- image of the film. Oh, and yeah, I heard that. that he only saw he only saw like of the poster or yeah. something like that. Yeah, be, be, that was be, it, basically. Yeah, um, he's like, I'll do that. <laughs> yeah, he's like, I'm, I'm gonna make something that looks like that. Uh, That's enough so for me. <laughs> the, the, the manga itself is not really based off of Metropolis, but mm-hmm. uh, o- Otomo, who did the screenplay for this, went back to the film and started to bring in a lot of stuff. Uh, we'll we'll get more in that down down the road because we haven't even done the synopsis yet. Yeah. Um. Do do. Do you guys want to handle the synopsis since since you guys love uh, this? You go so. ahead. You actually watched it. I just watched <laughs> a, a, like as much as I could okay. just now. All right. The in this metropolis named Metropolis, uh, a sort of businessman, business pioneer named Duke Red has built this massive ziggurat, which is this huge powerful prolific like here it is this is the state of us as mankind and our achievements this massive massive tower and he secretly wants to like power it and use it as a weapon Mm -hmm. and there is a detective and his nephew grandson his nephew okay and his nephew that come to town looking to investigate a guy who is taking human body parts and building them into androids which would make him a cyborg, I suppose. So they're investigating that, and they find that that scientist has made a android copy of Duke Red's like dead daughter, and they end up like kind of saving her and like keeping her hidden. And there's this whole struggle within the town. It's full of robots, like these robot laborers, and the humans are scared of the robots. And then there's like these underground humans. I, I mean, not. Not mole men. Not mole men. The city's built in, like, levels. So, like, up top, it's, like, the beautiful, shiny, rich level. And as you go down, it's like, oh, this is a more, like, kind of scrappy working class level. And then it's like, oh, there's only, like, power plants and sewage treatment down there. Only robots go down there. And it's about, like, the rise of the working class and sort of taking things for themselves and dealing with this human-robot-mixed city that they live in relations or yeah there's like yeah there's like political factions that are arguing with each other there's like street riots and things like that and the really sweet story about a little boy that just makes friends with a robot girl yep yeah there you there you go um so i really liked this good good film i i i watched it subbed first melissa you recommended the dub it is a high quality dub yeah a a little bit of i guess not spoilers but for what i did it's i watched it hubbed i was like there is so much going on here in in this film both visually and story wise Mm -hmm. i was like i don't know if i understood it all so i was like i'm gonna go back and watch the dub hopefully hopefully that will Mm -hmm. clear some things up but before i did that i researched the manga it's only one volume so i was like oh i'm I'm gonna read the manga, so I did. <laughs> oh, and I've I read never the manga. read it. And then, what did you think? I, well, the the manga is very different. Yeah, <laughs> got a very different list of characters. Huh. Yeah, very much so. Um, I, I, we'll get more in, into that <laughs> down the road here. But so I watched, I watched the sub, I read the manga, and then last night I watched the 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 the, 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 the dub. 
So I've I've done everything there is to wow. do with this film. Um and yeah, I I liked it a, a lot. I liked both of them, but I think I like the movie better. Yeah. Um it's 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 a lot different from everything else that it could have been. Yeah. Yeah. There's I I think Osamu Tezuka has a certain type of humor and and, mm-hmm. and and just kind of wacky whimsicalness about him that is not in this film which on one hand is like ah oh, that stinks because i i, I like osama yeah. tezuka's work but i i think it ends up making for a better film if if that makes sense so yeah yeah i can imagine that there you go i i watched both i i didn't think the dub was amazing but i think it did help make things a lot more clear of what was happening uh, mm. and 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 stuff like that it's hard to, with so much stuff on screen visually yes. it's there's there's just a lot to take in and having something be in my own language is like all right that that i, I can at least look at 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 the stuff so mm-hmm. there you go good stuff all right did you want to stop for housekeeping for a bit before we go into the full discussion of the film yeah Let's do okay. housekeeping. Uh, Melissa, you and I just recorded a Patreon-exclusive e- episode yes. of the review show on 17,776. Yes. yes. <laughs> Which is a online multimedia narrative, approximately kind of like a webcomic, and it is the story of three sentient satellites orbiting Earth in the year 17,776, where human beings have stopped aging, have stopped getting hurt, and now live as immortals. And to fill up all of this immortal time where they have nothing to lose, they play massive games of football. Like, we're going to play football across between the Mexico border and the Canada border. And it will take us decades. <laughs> because we're immortal. Who cares? Yep. That was a lot of fun. We got to record that yesterday. That should be up uh, for the $3 patrons or above. By the time this goes public, uh, I've been uploading it all to YouTube and stuff this morning. Uh, so it, it it will be up there. Patreon.com slash the whatnots is where you can support us and get all of that stuff. Uh, but we do have other podcasts that we do. We, we do. do the Captain's Log, which is our weekly off-topic show which we also just recorded a bunch mm-hmm. of that in which i uh so adeptly explained that purple is a mix of red and blue uh, <laughs> i heard about this this is, this is the selling point of the episode <laughs> melissa just thought it was the funniest thing i have no I, idea why i still laugh every time i try and explain this to somebody else because it's you said it so conversationally like everybody says this all the time I, what I, colors are made out of i wasn't colors. even gonna like like dwell on it i was just gonna move forward but you just kept laughing <laughs> kyle we're adults i know purple is made out of red and blue you didn't have to say it <laughs> if you guys want the full context with that go check out oh. the whatnots.com uh, and look for the captain's little log you can also get that uh where ever podcasts are sold uh go 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 find that it is up for every everyone we also just did a spoiler cast of spider-man far from home yeah uh, and that is on our mm-hmm. it's on our 
the reactor core feed. That's that, that was a terrible sentence. Uh, it's it's on our feed for the reactor core. That was a good sentence. That was yep. a much Improved. better sentence. Good second yeah. draft. <laughs> uh, that you can also find on our website, thewhatnots.com, or wherever you get your podcast. All you have to do is just search the whatnots, and we'll be there. And that is our our housekeeping uh for for right now let's get into spoilers for metropolis we can dive in and start talking about this film Mm -hmm. boom i just hit the spoiler thing and it is not happening i don't know why Uh what it it, it was like hey we did the thing but it really didn't do the thing so oh we're in spoilers Uh okay Okay. i thought we were in the bonus round for a second (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> now it's time for lightning points. <laughs> um, what was I? What was I gonna say? Oh, I so I mentioned earlier that I felt like I stepped on like a pit of snakes when I uh, mentioned yeah. this. I I I it, I think more accurately, it, it felt like I won the daily double. It was like, <laughs> oh, something yeah. happened. Oh That's my goodness! True, yeah. <laughs> I said the magic words. <laughs> you hit the Wilkinson daily double. <laughs> exactly. So you got both of us. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Um, I, I I guess I, we also forgot to mention Jams. You were also I, I mentioned yes, this is your second you time. On, yeah, we didn't talk about the first time on the po- podcast. Uh, we did, I'm trying to find the episode here. But it, it was, was another one of those things where it was like, we're going to pitch that. And then you're like, oh, Jams loves this. It was yeah. Valerian and the City of a Thousand Planets. Uh, and that yeah. was episode 13. Oh, a little baby episode. Yeah. So it's been forever ago. like 53 episodes. Wow. Yeah. Wow, that's, that's all. That's almost a year. It's been a year and a week. Yeah, it's been a year since I've seen you. You look good. <laughs> well, thank you. You too. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so you guys should go 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 check out that too. That's way back on episode 13 of the review show. Yeah. yeah. It's a good movie and I'll always support it. <laughs> um so So Metropolis. Wait, yeah, where do you guys want to start? Uh do you, do you have I a I love thing that you guys want to I think the biggest thing about this movie to us when we were growing up was the ending of the movie. Uh, let's start with the ending. Let's start with the ending. That that was an interesting ending for sure. Right? Right. It, okay, so it's the the tower and like the power supply it's trying to gather and like turn into a weapon. Like it backfires, it explodes. And so this giant tower is like exploding and falling apart and the robot girl Tima, she's like almost like falling to her death and the little boy has to like grab her hand and try and get her to hold on. And it's this big climactic action sequence. And all of a sudden they just start playing this old Ray Charles song that goes, I can't stop loving you. It, it happens in such like a beautiful moment when yeah. rock like hits like yeah. the, the, the self destruct button. It's so well. Yeah. And like there's silence yeah. and then the song starts it's, over the noise and it's great. It's really good. Just explosions it's, it's, and things blowing up and, and jazz. Yeah. And jazz. Like it's just weird because gospel it's gospel j- j- jazz too. Yeah. yeah. It's like the juxtaposition of such an up, uplifting song with like an absolute disaster on screen. Yeah. And just 
I think that was the first time I'd ever heard, like, a, except for like the Pokemon movie or the Digimon movie, heard a Western song in an anime film. Yeah, and it's it's not even on the soundtrack. Mm. It was just for the movie. Yeah, I read that. Yeah, that's like you can get the soundtrack, but that's not even on there. And that's like, yeah. th- I would say like maybe the most important song in the yeah. whole yeah. movie. That makes no yeah. sense that it wouldn't be on the thing. But. There were. There were a lot of great songs in this movie, though. Yeah, the music's great. Yeah, it's yeah. so jazzy and uplifting. the The first song, like the intro song for the title "Metropolis," that stays on my playlist for like upbeat songs to keep yeah. me up to beat to. It's a good yeah. one. Good stuff. It's Isn't it's it a, it's a another course. thing about the film that is just there's so much information mm-hmm. and so much g- going on. Um, because, yeah, I, I mentioned the, like, stuff story-wise or the stuff visually, but a lot of the music, too, is this very fast, upbeat, frenetic jazz. Yeah. yeah. And it, it, it has this, like, yeah, the, this, like, 1920s-style, uh, like, art deco swingers kind yeah. of flapper girl. Yeah. Uh, j- j- and it's just, it, it's, it, it, makes, it makes you panic. Almost a little bit. Yeah, there's the scene where there's a fire, and oh, the firefighting robots! All the firefighting robots are rushing to the scene, and the musical score has got this high-pitched series of horns that sounds like a siren, even though there's no actual siren in the scene. It's really cool. I I think the police robots do have a siren on. They're making noise, but But it's it's, it's their siren. It's the horn siren. Like it's not. It's not a sound effect like the music. It's the horns doing that, which is neat. Yeah. Also, those robots look like metabots. They do. Oh, they do look like metabots. Yeah. That was my biggest note for the movie, and now I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> and we'll see, see you see in the year. <laughs> Let's talk about the robots in this movie. Okay. What did you think about? Metropolis just had the one. It just had Maria, right? Pretty. Uh, the the original. The yeah. Fritz Lang, yeah. Well, if, if I'm not mistaken, I think it's only that one. That was the only one that was explicitly like, "This is a robot girl." Yeah. But like, it it, it portrays the workers. Oh yeah. Of like the, the universe as hu- robotic. The humans that have is, yeah. become. They are purely mechanical. There's there's hardly a soul in there anymore, which is yeah. the major conflict of the movie. than actual like you're an actual robot. Hmm. But yeah, the the robots like Pero, uh, Fifi, mm-hmm. all these these wonderful. I love Pero so much. Pero's great. Yeah, he's this robot detective. He's wearing a trench coat. He and comes like a with a trench coat. I love when robots don't have to wear clothes but wear them anyway because they like yeah. them. Uh, like, if I'm not mistaken, Pero is actually from Astro Boy. Is he really? Yeah. <laughs> like like that character? Offer. Yeah, I think so. Or 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 just like shares a name with oh. them. Because yeah, there is a Pero in Astro Boy. Oh, that's rad. Nice. I hope he has a trench coat. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'm not super familiar with it though. I just one of those like I saw that Easter egg. So th- I, I I guess that's one of the things that. Uh, both Osamu Tezuka does, and then Os- then Ot- Otomo did with the script mm-hmm. is they often reuse characters. O- oh. Os- Osamu Tezuka would, yeah. Uh, I think sweet. Rock is 
from another story or is featured in more but it's not necessarily connected it's just like we're just i just have a character that looks like this and his name happens to be rock i feel like i have seen somebody who looks like rock in something else before you got a point yeah that that makes sense because rock was invented for this movie oh he's not from the manga huh Mm -hmm. he's a major part of this movie i i heard uh next world i believe is it's called there's a bunch of characters in in the manga and in this film that are also in osamu tezuka's uh manga called next world but but, but again has no real connection it's not yeah. in, it's not in the same universe or it's, it's not a multiverse mm-hmm. yeah it's it's just he just reused the same characters <laughs> yeah that's still nice to see um, yeah though rock's character is more in line with the 1927 Metropolis film. Yeah. Yes. Um, so He's that all... was one of the things that o- Otomo brought in. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I also love just like, Rock is the perfect example of what would happen if you gave a kid a gun and daddy problems oh, and yeah. you just get yeah. rock. He's a he's a boy. He's like <laughs> what, 16 years old? Oh, maybe? he can't be. He, he must be like 14 or 13. Yeah, he's a kiddo. He should yeah. just be like you know, learning trig for the first time. And instead he's like, yeah, I am part of this major, you know. He's the leader. Yeah, The yeah. leader of the Mardukes. He's the leader of this political party who then becomes Duke Red's, like, bodyguard squad. Yeah, his, like, adopted son, but Duke Red doesn't see it that way. Yeah, he's just like, he's you're just my ward. I just took you in because <laughs> you were an orphan and you could do practical things for me. Basically, you're a hired hand, more I or less. I... I kind of read that as once he figured out he could make such a lifelike robot and then basically get his daughter back. He was just like, all right, well, I don't need you. Yeah. So by surrogate child. (laughs) Got a new one. Yeah. Um, Rather than just like, oh, you've never been my child. It was like, oh, I I picked you up because I needed you as much as you needed me. I need a boy in my army. But now I need something else. So yeah, Scooloo, get out of here. Yeah, you, yeah. you lose your sleeve. Go leave. Yeah, and then uh, Rock's super mad. Like you're gonna hand the throne to this robot girl? No, yeah. you deserve the throne yourself. Like I kind of like that he's not like, no, I'm the true child. I should inherit all your power. He's like, you're so strong. No one should be stronger than you. And if they will, I'll shoot them with my gun. Yeah, he's like, you are number one, Dad. Why did you make another <laughs> number? It's you. I didn't get you that hit. coffee mug for nothing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> exactly. But it's like, yeah, I, I, I guess we got off a little bit from t- talking about the r- robots, but I, it's yeah. it, it's fascinating to see some of the stuff that Otomo brought in that was was not in the original manga and mm-hmm. borrow more from uh, from the original Met- Metropolis film. It's neat stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, did did you guys have a favorite robot? Oh, I mean, I already talked about. It. I love Paro. Yeah, it is Paro. I think I have to go with Fifi. Fifi's also very good. Fifi's good. It was kind of confusing to me because like halfway through the movie, I'm just like, oh, why isn't why don't they call him Albert? He has the name Albert on his head. Yeah. 
Which is, yeah. I guess was his robot designation? Yeah, like there's a, like a it's class his, like, of robots yeah. called yeah. Alberts. Albert, Albert 2 or something like that. Yeah. He's like, no, you're Fifi. You make the noise Fifi. You're a, mm-hmm. Fifi. You're yeah. a Pokemon now. Like that's kind of how it beeps, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So we're just going to call you Fifi. Well, it, it can kind of say other things. Yeah, we, it, gets there. it says that in the movie. Yeah, because uh, we'd see at, at, at the end there and he's like, Tima, Tima, yeah. Tima. Um. I love that that ending is is kind of it's, kind of messed up because it's kind of creepy too. It is because it's all these like because it's after the effects of like the explosion mm-hmm. and we see uh, the main character uh, Kenichi, the boy, yes, uh, exploring this like wasteland of like all like this exploded like debris and all the robots, including Fifi. And a bunch of other like worker robots come up bringing pieces of Tima. Yeah, like your friend's dead. Here's pieces of her. She was great. Maybe you can just <laughs> maybe she'll iron giant back together. Yeah, exactly. Well, do, do do you guys have the DVD or the Blu-ray? No, I was gonna I was gonna mention this. Yeah, we have the DVD, so we don't have the after credit scene. What? I know. I didn't know about it either. I did some Melissa research. Just oh. lost her mind. I think we saw this when it was on TV. But I don't think we got it because on the DVD, let me t- let me tell you, in the DVD or on the Blu-ray, actually, and in the theatrical release, uh, there was an after credit scene where you saw like a storefronts and like a like a light through the window and you see shadows and it says Kanichi and Tima's like or, like body shop or like like, like computer that, yeah. shop. Oh, and you see like a shadow of like an outline of Tima in the window. Oh, yeah. Oh, good. So she does Iron Giant back together. <laughs> yeah, but then she's he- Kenichi's gonna grow old and she's still gonna be like 10. Yeah, and it's gonna be weird. Yeah. <laughs> this is my 10 year old uh, uh, friend, business partner. Yeah, right. I, I mean, promise if, if not their really ability 10. to make robots is that advanced. Oh, she's, it's keep, she's they could gets a new body like every five years. Yeah. Bodies. And then we yeah. buy Centennial Man this. Yeah. <laughs> Eventually, she is a human. She turns to Robin Williams. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> <laughs> uh so so we've been c- kind of j- jumping around back and mm-hmm. forth i kind of want to start maybe from the beginning now and sure, talk yeah. about some okay. more of, of the stuff that's happening that. like with the city and stuff like that yeah the opening of this movie where he's just like he's got his arms raised to the stormy sky and he's like we have built our ziggurat is right. really intense yeah, that is also, I think, more reminiscent of uh, the original 1927 movie. Yes, yes. The manga opens very differently. How does the manga open up? Dinosaurs. What? Oh, boy. <laughs> yeah. Is it, did you read Jurassic Park on accident? <laughs> I accidentally read a comic adaptation of Jim Henson's Dinosaurs. <laughs> no, it, it, it still, it still kind of posits the same thing that, hey... Every okay. so often, something comes along and kills out the ah. like the previous thing. There used to be d- d- dinosaur whores. Then you know. Then we had the saber tooth tiger, and then e- e- elephants stomped them out. And then we came along, and now technology is 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 here. Um, and and the manga is more focused on uh, Duke Red. Uh, mm-hmm. He's actually known as a villain in the manga, and he he's not this like uh, I don't who who, like, who should Im- I compare, compare him to like um, what's his name who owns a- 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 Amazon? 
uh, I don't know who owns Amazon. Jeff Bezos? Yeah. Just like the filthy rich, filthy rich guy maybe owns a company that is not doing the best okay. working... Like, like Musk? Practices, or yeah, like Elon Musk, where it's like, he's absolutely a part of the conversation. He's popular with some people, not so popular with other people. They're like, Mm -hmm. oh, are you going to go into politics? You sure are popular. Mm. That's not the case in the manga. It is you are a bad guy and you Uh. are the leader of the Red Party. So he's he's like public enemy. Yeah, exactly. Interesting. And so the the like after you get past the like, well, the dinosaurs came and now humans are here and now technology is taking mm-hmm. over. They were like, and Duke Red is kind of the one who's going to usher in that that huh. that bad stuff. Um, and in Osamu Tezuka's true fashion just the way he does comedy Mm -hmm. is like well we know he has a big nose so the police (laughs) are out looking for people with big noses and that's where he stores his evil (laughs) yeah and and it it has this scene of the city basically in chaos because the police are out profiling people for big no 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 and it's 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 the dumbest thing it sounds like him yeah yeah and it's so funny but that is almost absent in this film and he's 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 more of a public figure that is yeah he's just a major industrialist yeah a lot of people are on his side and there are some factions who think no he's super shady yeah and he's got a lot of people under his thumb like he like everybody wants him to be a politician and he's like oh no like i i'm just a private citizen you can tell he kind of he's got the other politicians under his thumb for sure and it's like the mayor's there the president's there some generals there but you can tell like he's yeah. the boss even if he doesn't want to put himself literally down on paper as the boss exactly yeah what was the purpose of the ziggurat before he turned it into like the weapon he wanted to use it I for? think it's just like a pol- it's like a social statement like w- look at uh look at what mankind can do look at this tremendous feat of engineering and human workers coming together like look what we did it's like we're going to show off to every other city in the world look what metropolis has this massive what, building what was the purpose of the weapon again it in, was, in the film it was very vague. Yeah, it was the scene just mentioned a lot of big words like ra- like radiating and thermodynamic, and I, they they shot a big beam at the sun, and the sun reacted. Oh, oh, they were going to they shot a beam at the sun, and it was going to cause solar flares, and the solar flares were going to shoot uh, were going to short out the robots. Yeah, yeah. Well, I thought that so was a you, side effect. I don't. Yeah, I don't remember if that was a side effect or the goal. It seemed like a side effect because. Uh, in this film, the Marduk yeah. party, uh, so, well, they 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 started as a political party, uh, but then as as they mentioned, kind of transformed into a group of thugs meant to quell anti-robot hate. So they're not against yeah. robots, just more boys with guns. But yeah, yeah, more like, hey, everyone, calm down. We don't want riots and stuff like that. Um, but then there's there were scenes where like the robots were malfunctioning and there's just a bunch of guys appear and shoot the robots. They're, yeah, they're, which... they're more like a police 
force now. Like yeah, we it's exclusively for the robots. Like we put down broken and malfunctioning yeah, robots. They don't interact with people hardly at all. No, no, no. And like the sunspot happens and like it makes the robots short out and like they don't know. There's like, well, that robot, who knows what their deal is. We'd better take it out immediately before it harms anyone. And it's this real like I gotta do power the ziggurat were they like stealing power for, i i that might have been why, it. but it's that sounds like a good thing <laughs> so let's do it then <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right i gotta go i got a ziggurat to fill. uh take that god i gotta so, go to home Depot. It, it, i i don't necessarily mean this to be a compare and contrast mm -hmm. thing but in the manga it's also very d d d different in the manga, he's already shot the sun with this thing, and the b b black spots on the sun is what causes um, Dr. Lawton's experiment to bring it t to life and create oh. that robot. Interesting. Um, and that's it's 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 like an adverse side <laughs> effect. It's it was not planned, um, but it it was because of the radiation caused because of this of the solar flares it was like oh well that messed with the experiment and that's what brought it to life um and i i, I again it was one of those things that, like in the manga it wasn't truly clear why he did it in the first place mm -hmm. but again the manga is just like he's evil he's gonna yeah. do evil things like Look shoot the him. sun with with a giant laser beam yeah and and so yeah in 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 the, I I don't know why I can't remember considering that I just watched it twice like <laughs> over the weekend. Yeah, right. Yes. It is a bit vague in a lot of places. Yeah, I I do like it. Is sounding like the the comic maybe doesn't have as much nuance as the film does. Not at all. Oh, <laughs> it seems very simplistic. Tima but Tima listen, is completely different. So yeah, so. Tima, by that name, is not in the manga. The robot's name is Michi, um, and yeah, it's it, it it's a weird thing. And Michi gains superpowers. She can fly. Uh, there's a button in the back of her throat that, if you hit the button, she will change from a boy to a girl, or from huh. girl to a boy. Um, and yeah, there, there, there's there's scenes that are reminiscent of like the Golden Age Superman comics. Mm -hmm. uh, there is a a there's blatant j j jokes of Disney and Mickey Mouse <laughs> uh, stuff. The 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 whole scene in the film when they are down below in the factory mm -hmm. with all the robots and yeah. Rock is chasing them. The closest thing in the manga is the detective that the big mustache dude. Uh, yeah, I think in the manga his name is like Mister Mustachio or or, or something like that. That's his well, nickname or, or something. The, the police like chief was was named after like a was a Japanese joke. Did you know about that? The, the oh yeah, his his name basically means I I idiot. Right. Yeah, his his oh. name means like his brain is no use to him. Is like that's the little <laughs> translation or something like that. that. That's the guy who's who's stamping the papers that has the big the, fish owner. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, but but so the the closest thing to that chase scene in the manga is the uh the detective gets k 
kidnapped by Duke Red, and it just so happens that there are a bunch of giant rats attacking the city, and the red, the red party has has captured all of all of these rats and put them in cages, and they all look like Mickey Mouse. Wow. And just giant Mickey Mouses are attacking the city, and Ooh, and so to wild. to to escape, the detective kills one of these Mickey Mouses, gu- guts it, and wears its skin. Oh no! <laughs> and runs around as Mickey Mouse for a while. This, this sounds like a like a zombie novel or this something is, like that. This is nightmarish. <laughs> I don't. That's just like this. that's not even like a uh, like a huge plot point. It's just something that happens and they move on, and that's it. And by the way, Sherlock Holmes is also the, the, there. Oh and, boy, public domain darling, Sherlock Holmes. <laughs> or they, Lupin. They also have Dracula. <laughs> I, I mean, it's just it's 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 but. That is exactly what Osamu Tezuka does. It is this childlike uh, sense of humor, but also just way to look at the situation, Mm -hmm. right? Like, there there are similar things happening in the manga and the movie where there is this kind of tension between Duke Red and his group and the rest of the people. Uh, um, There, yeah, and, but... What Otomo did is he was like, all right, let's take out the comedy, not make it that whimsical and yeah. what the fuck is <laughs> happening there. But then he then pulls out the political stuff and and is like, Let, let's actually have uh, stuff that is mirrored in communism and Marxist philosophy and the, the working class and all of the, that stuff. Uh, in fact, the robots in the manga were only uh, workers of Duke Red. That was oh, it. No one else interesting. had huh. them. Yeah. So in, in this actual film, it's like, no, there's robots everywhere. They've been taking our jobs. That's why the people don't like them, it, 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 even if it is some crappy factory job it's like Mm -hmm. that's that's what we want to do like we want to we need to make a living for ourselves you know Mm -hmm. um and so it's it yeah the this film pulls out all of that political stuff but at the same time still keeps that sense of wonder that i think yeah it is a it's got a it's got that sprinkling of whimsy over it you can definitely tell i think even if it didn't have that trademark like character design style, then it's got Tezuka connections. Yeah. I want to ask you, is Atlas a big part of the manga? Because he shows he's in the movie, but not for very long. He, and I wonder like if, in bit parts and then he has a big part and then another bit of tiny part. Yeah, like he I was wondering if maybe this is a truncated version of a longer, more cohesive storyline he has in the manga. At, 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 you have to remind me which character Atlas, Atlas is, is that um the boy king sort of underground you know the guy with the big globe on his back you couldn't miss him <laughs> he's, he's the guy who's like the leader of that like uprising oh, like oh we're gonna go like take our of the worker yeah yeah, yeah. He, he, he houses Pero. Yeah, he shoots Pero, yes. he houses uh, Tima and Kenichi when yeah, they're, like, when they're when down they're, and out yeah when they're down in that um, I don't think he's in the of, manga Huh, interesting. 
because there isn't really that tension between the workers and the robots. Oh, I guess that makes there. sense. Yeah. The, the tension is more like Duke Red and the Red Party are bad. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and that's it. Uh, but the, yeah, there, there, there is no like workers are rising up. It's, it's, it's okay. not that. The manga actually focuses more on uh, the, the detective. Okay, uh, well, that's kind of nice. Rather than than the kids, it's 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 like the the, the detective and um, the kid Kanichi. Um, and then there's actually a bigger part for the nurse in 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 the oh. film in 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 the manga she's not a nurse she is the older sister to a classmate of kanichi and michi's wow and <laughs> that's, she's that's starts, pretty convoluted and yeah. yeah and duke red goes to her because he knows that her younger sister is in the same school as them so he's like hey i'll give you a bunch of money if you can entice them to come you know come back to me and it doesn't really work uh and so there's a portion in the manga where uh where michi who is tima in 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 the film mm -hmm. uh she's separated from kenichi and she's not sick but she's kind of down uh and the the younger sister comes to uh to michi and is like hey some boy named Kenichi gave this to me. He wants to meet you, and that's in in, in the film when he, he when Tima goes to 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 him, and it turns out to be Rock. That same t type of thing. Yeah. it's like, oh, you you tricked me. Mm. Um, and then later yeah. in the movie, when Rock wears a very convincing prosthetic, yeah, he's got like a Mission Impossible mask to make him look like the nanny. Right. right. Uh, that's not in the manga. In the manga, yeah. it, it turns out that Sherlock Holmes is actually Duke Red. Oh. The entire time. Really? Dun, dun, dun. Are you kidding yeah. me? This is real? This is so real. There's Mickey Mouse's getting eviscerated. There's they're oh. profiling people for big noses. Uh, oh. Yeah. It, it <laughs> is, the, is the big room at the end where the chair is, the room that looks like the back of every TV ever? <laughs> Is that room in the manga? Right. <laughs> so one more thing about the manga. The whole ziggurat is not in the manga. Wow. It's not a huh. thing. So it sounds like the movie took like the like the best wonderful like wonder engaging parts of the manga and combined it more with the Fritz Lang Metropolis. Exactly. Yeah. And and just a whole lot of color exactly. to create the movie. Yeah. 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 Um let's let's talk about the, the art and the the backgrounds yeah. and stuff like that because that was the first thing that i saw with this film just scrolling through twitter i was like "Ooh, what is that that looks nice gorgeous, and it's, yeah. gorgeous. it's top tier gorgeous it is it is in, com in competition for like the most colorful movie like next to like speed racer yeah everything is there. so bright and pigmented and saturated even when you're in like you know, this kind of scrappy working class neighborhood where it's like, oh, there are two or three families to an apartment down here. Everything's so vibrant and alive. It's very almost, it's almost post-apocalyptic. The way it's like combined looks like it's made out of old parts, mm -hmm. the whole neighborhood. Yeah, like it's just these little like scrap metal houses and everything's covered in like old, old signage yeah. and, and 
plots and things like that. Yeah. It, um, it, it, I, I think it's maybe up there with ghost in the shell and in, in terms of like background okay. art, because that the, the background art in ghost in the shell is fucking phenomenal. <laughs> it is beautiful. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it like it, but I, I, I don't know who did the background art in this. I yeah, tried to I tried, look it up and yeah. I, I, I didn't find a specific name. Whereas ghost in the shell, there is a specific name. Like this guy did the background art and he was very particular, uh, with, with his yeah. back background art. Um, yeah. I tried to find so many background details. Like I wanted to know who did the background, who did, who was in charge of the score, like, and I couldn't find hardly anything. Hmm. Yeah, uh, I'm I'm sure I'm sure it's out there, but yeah. I, I, background knows? artists, if you're out there, you know, Let us know. <laughs> get at us. Yeah. <laughs> Congrats on your on your fantastic work. I love this is this movie is such a lush sense of setting. I love every place that this movie goes. Yeah. And that's something I appreciate in a movie a lot, just gorgeous set piece after gorgeous set piece. Even if they're not necessarily a place I would want to go, they'll look fantastic. And it's got an amazing sense of scale. Like, this city is huge. And they go mm -hmm. down from, like, one level to the next in, like, these little kind of freight elevator cars. And you can tell, like, there's a massive difference between one level and the next like everything yeah. that's big is big in this movie yeah and in these massive cavernous rooms i love i love sci-fi for massive cavernous rooms <laughs> this is my favorite part about star wars just big big rooms <laughs> i'll be sure to put that in our star wars campaign <laughs> You're in a big room. Melissa, you enter a very big room. <laughs> <laughs> you have a blue dye because you're so excited. <laughs> um, would would you guys classify this as cyberpunk? Mm, no, because cyber to me indicates the presence of an internet or internet alternative of some kind. This is too clunky and analog Wouldn't i think to a this would be, be that i think this, would be, this one might be a little bit closer to steampunk minus the steam it's yeah like it, it definitely has that steampunk aesthetic but tima is basically meant to run the entire city is he, okay. he he wants to place her on this throne where she is connected into like every like all of their networks yeah. and, mm -hmm. and and stuff like that and so she like his plan is that Tima is going to be the one to run this thing. So that that's kind of why I'm asking if yeah. you guys would consider this cyberpunk or it's not. Missing a lot of the aesthetics. There are that's there's often not what a cyberpunk thing is. It's a, it, it it is a big city town country all run by a computer or a network of computers. I think this and is stuff like that. thematically cyberpunk. But aesthetically, like it's missing out on a lot of neon and holograms. Yeah. yeah. With with cyberpunk, I like to think everyone is personally and physically affected by technology. Yeah. Like everyone has like, oh, I, I had a chip in my arm in, in high school or, oh, I lost my arm and now it's a robot arm or I got a robot eye. Your dream Where style. everyone fixes medical problems with technological problems. Yeah. That's the that's what I think when I think I, cyberpunk. I, 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 I 
don't think I would classify this as cyberpunk, but I think this is like a step behind. Like this is a city about to turn into a cyberpunk type of city. Yeah, I could see it on the verge. If 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 what Duke Red wanted uh, to happen actually happened and everything went smoothly, smoothly. He, he was basically hoping to create this supercomputer mm-hmm. to run the yeah. entire thing. What this reminds me of the most aesthetically is the big O and going along with the big O Batman, the animated series Yeah, that art deco. Uh, I don't know if there's like a deco punk or something like that. I mean, there are, there is now <laughs> and it's called Metropolis. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, no, yeah, I, 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 I love the, 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 the style. I love the backgrounds. I had a little bit of a problem with the colors. For the most mm. part, I did really like it, but there was a lot of scenes that what that everything was washed in a singular color. Like yeah. everything would be red, and I yeah. didn't I noticed- mind that for the most part. But I, I, I felt like. Sometimes it was a little lingered a little bit too much, or was like, okay, I don't see why the wash would happen here in this scene. I I noticed that a lot when because you see the like the big uses of colors throughout the movie is like gold at the beginning when they're celebrating, color when they're introducing like the diversity of the city, mm-hmm. and solid colors when it depends on the character interaction. Like every time rock sense. came on screen, the colors went towards red. Yeah. Yeah, or or when the workers were there because they're they're yeah they're underneath the, the there, there is no mm-hmm. su- there is no sunlight right it it is darker yeah they're, they're working by fire and red yeah. light it looks like they're in some g- giant submarine something right yeah. yeah um and for all we know they were you know, <laughs> you just walked into the submarine district of town yeah. exactly <laughs> uh, under the lake here's your snorkel. <laughs> Yeah, so that that's interesting to me because in in the manga, Duke Red's group was called the Red Party, mm-hmm. uh, but the Red Party is not necessarily present here. Um, yeah, they, they they're could, the Mardukes. It's the Mardukes, which is is interesting because they get their name from a Babylonian god, uh, oh. which I, I guess the word ziggurat is also Babylonian. So yeah. I guess yeah, it's, it's the like, tower. We're just gonna do a theme of Babylonian stuff. Um, in the the ziggurat in in, in the uh, Fritz Lang was the Tower of Babel. Yeah, yeah. exactly. So. Yeah, um, but I'm I'm wondering if the working class was the Red Party. Interesting. If, if, mm. if, if you could kind of, I mean, because I think even saying the Red Party has its own political connotations, yeah. right? Very communist kind of kind of look about. Exactly. And I think that's that may be what the workers may have been I like that or more marxist philosophies. I, I I'm not sure, but uh, yeah, like I I I think especially washing them in that red light and having that like that may have been a a, a hint at hey, this is actually the red party or or this this film's version of the red party that would be a great nod to it Mm -hmm. definitely um but who knows what they were thinking with that because we didn't didn't watch interviews or stuff or if that's been asked right yeah Mm -hmm. it's very old i mean 
we're almost at the 20th uh, anniversary. anniversary. Yeah. So yeah. maybe we'll get a, a nice uh, re-release. I like that a lot. Like I know Tezuka. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I know Tezuka isn't around anymore. He wasn't around when they made the movie. Uh, yeah. And that's and that was like a big reason. Like the director didn't think they could make the movie like while he was around because mm. it was too important to him. So like on, only when he could let go was could they take hold. Which I. I think they did it for the better. Like every change you were describing to me sounds like a good decision. Like, it's, yeah, Sherlock Holmes and Mickey Mouse don't belong in this story. I don't. Uh... So, I mean, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like I, 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 I don't think Tezuka was really going for a deep exploration of uh-huh. sci-fi yeah. and st- like he. I think for a he, one-off manga. Mm-hmm. I think he wanted to touch on those themes and and just make a, a, a sci-fi because I, I he made this book very, very early on in his c- oh. career. I think this is one of the, the, the first things that he made, but it it was more of an experiment of like, can I just make a one off story that is mm-hmm. more like right. a graphic novel? Um, and he did. He did. He did, he did yeah. that. And that was it. He's like, sweet. Cool. <laughs> I'm done. Time On to, to Astro Boy. Yeah, time to keep yeah, being the godfather of manga. I think he made the manga in like 1949. Oh, wow. Um, I, did, I never thought about manga being made that early, but I guess. Yeah. I mean, it, it, manga was absolutely around back then, but he was basically the one that pop, pop popularized it mm-hmm. into yeah. what it is nowadays. Hence, the he's the godfather of manga. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, like it, it didn't have as much like robot human relationship stuff. It didn't have as much, uh, political stuff. It was, it was just like, we're just going to make a wacky fun story with robots and Mickey Mouse and Sherlock Holmes and a detective with a big mustache and a (laughs) police detective whose names means idiot. Yeah. (laughs) It sounds like not of use. (laughs) It sounds like he had a lot of fun. Yeah. Yeah, Good for him. Which, which, which he does a lot. Uh, And I think as his career progressed, he learned to use that when it was appropriate. Cause I've, uh, he has another book called Buddha. Uh, which yeah. I really love, and it's basically the life and times of Buddha, and it's his like auto bi- or not auto his biography of Buddha, <laughs> <laughs> right? Um, and it's it it's fascinating, it's fantastic, and it has this like sweeping epic story, but at the same t- time, he also knows when to break the fourth wall and make these j- 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 jokes and be like, man, this guy sure didn't pay his t- 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 taxes, huh? Blah, 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 you know? And it's just like, he has this childlike sense about him, but he also mm-hmm. knows how to tell those, like, deeper stories and then he went on to make a book called message to adolf uh which i also loved it's a murder mystery and it follows Mm. three characters uh all named adolf one of them is adolf hitler one of them is a young jewish boy who had to live through the 
Holocaust, and one is, um, I think he's, I think he is also uh, another German boy in the army, but it's, it's, it's those like, it's, 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 it's this fascinating mix of the thoughts and feelings of all of them and what's happening around them. And do I really want to join the Nazis? And I don't know, they're doing some bad things. And I just had to kill this family and I didn't really like doing that and all of this stuff. But it's also this like big drawn out murder mystery thing interesting there. yeah it's, it's interesting fascinating. to picture that like but in tezuka's style yeah it's it's it yeah it's his style it's his artwork but it's less comedic okay and it's really good huh. <laughs> yeah i'm intrigued i really liked dororo and i think that was a very good mix of yeah the more serious emotional elements and the like fun comedic whimsical bits right. i think that managed its tone pretty well and i don't know i don't remember where that fell in his career if that was a later title of his uh keep talking and i'll look it up okay uh back to the art another thing i want to talk about is that one shot of tima when she gets out of the robot out of that scientist lab where she was created and she's just sort of waking up and gaining sentience and she's outside in like zone one which is where all these (laughs) You know, working the, class. The families. Yeah, yeah, where all the working class, like, crowded apartments are. And she's in this, like, mm-hmm. sunbeam. Like, she's looking up at this little beam of sun that's coming through, like, all these skylights from the top all the way down to this underground zone where they are. And, like, time, like, slows down. Yeah, and it's yeah. done in a different style. It's like a painting or something. Yeah. And just, like, her hair, like, all these delicate little strands of hair are kind of blowing around in the breeze. It's... <laughs> I think that happens earlier in the movie when they when she first like wakes up. Yes. While, while Kenichi's like still down, I think. Yeah, yeah, and it's this moment of her alone, just it's like always her alone. Yeah. Oh, I'm alive. Look at the world around me. It's beautiful and serene and such a striking yeah. moment. And a dove lands on her, and yeah. like from the ground up, it looks like she has wings, like yes. she's an angel. Yeah, uh, and when, like she starts to glow. Yeah, like one of her robot thinks is she has a soft inner glow that kind of lights up when she's really happy or it's like she's also a lamp yeah she's also a lamp she a robot (laughs) build me a daughter but also (laughs) i need a lamp (laughs) i need a a daughter that can stand in the corner and a lamp that could light up what if the electricity goes out i (laughs) i need a daughter uh so to go back to dororo he made dororo uh i believe in the late 60s uh, 1967 okay. to 1969. Uh, like 15 he, years later. Yeah. And then he made the Buddha manga in 1972 to 1983. Wow. And message to Adolf was 1983 to 1985. Hmm. Interesting. So we got a lot more introspective as time went on. Yeah, yeah. sounds like. One more thing that I kind of just noticed as you were mentioning uh this melissa mm-hmm. we've seen it in both dororo and I, I i guess not this film but in the manga of, of this film he has he often has characters that can switch genders yeah that i it's I, interesting yeah it's an interesting little tidbit uh you think I, he had I some some androgynous yeah. feelings perhaps i don't know or maybe that just goes along with uh, these child characters he has, like little kids, just 
figuring themselves out and trying out different things. Yeah. 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 Um, In, in the manga though, it's not really something that uh, the robot is figuring out on her own. Like, Oh, I can switch between this stuff. It it, it is unfortunately more of a plot device of like, Mm. Oh, they're looking for a girl robot. Let's hit the button. That's in the back of her throat. Yeah. It's a very, very yeah, Ranma one-half situation. Yeah. Oh, exactly, yeah. yes. Yeah. Uh, except they don't have to dump a whole bucket of wah, That's wah, probably wah, bad man. for a robot. <laughs> you probably should don't. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I guess I, I, I don't really have much else to say about that. I just think that's an interesting tidbit. Mm-hmm. I, I want to propose a hot take to you guys. Oh, boy. Hot take, Melissa. I like this. I like Metropolis so much better than Akira. Oh. Akira is. <laughs> Kyle, I know, I know. Akira is technically outstanding, like alone in its field. It is visually so incredible. But the you. story. <laughs> the story is so muddled. I don't really care about the characters very much. There's very little charm to Akira. I'm not saying one of these movies is better or worse than the other. You don't but think when that I think about which he's one looking I... at the, the ID and he looks up isn't charming. And he has that <laughs> yeah. like stupid smile on his face and his teeth are all missing. He's just like, he. <laughs> I mean, there's little, little bits, but like the, I don't think back on any of those character interactions. Like, know, oh, that was really heartwarming. And sweet. It's not a charming, heartwarming film. And like that's film. my own taste. Like I need something that will charm me and will <laughs> warm my heart. And like Akira, for as fantastic as it is to look at, like I, I don't interact with it on an emotional level. Like it's for my eyes only. Like there's <clears throat> almost nothing in there for my heart. Mm. It's 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 something. If if you want to get something more for your heart, uh, <laughs> you you I think you do kind kind of need to dig deeper into that one it's it's not it's not your typical like oh well here's the moral of the story at the Mm -hmm. end because the film i i've not read the manga for akira and i know there's a lot more to the manga it's Um, huge yeah but i know the film is is yeah it's it's a more harrowing tale it's it's more yeah it's more about the aftermath of like nuclear fallout and what that does to people and so on and, and, so yeah, forth. and i'm not and i'm not telling it to be anything different than what it is i recognize like i don't like dystopias like that is just a type of film that is not for me i love this one so much better i wish people talked about this more yeah like there it's yeah. in its own different way i think it's just as visually stunning as akira is and like I don't, like you'd never heard of this movie until a couple months ago. Why are people talking about how good Metropolis is? Yeah, well, you're part of the problem. Yeah, Kyle. I, guys, I'm so sorry. I <laughs> researched stuff on my own time. You, you really made up for you it this did, week. You did. Like, you... I'm gonna watch it twice and read the manga. Like yeah, right. you've redeemed up. yourself. <laughs> I, I will say regarding the the competition between Akira mm-hmm. and Metropolis, we had Akira toys at home. Okay, this was oh. the deal about Akira because the, the I'd heard about comes it. Out. Yeah, we did. No, I'd heard about it. Like I'd read about it in these anime magazines I had, and I think our older brother had seen it, and he had like an old mm. T-shirt he got from it. 
And like, I really wanted to see this movie because I'm like, mom, it's an anime classic. And she's like, I don't, it's just, it's R rated. I don't know what's in there. I don't know if I want you to watch it. So I never watched it until I was an adult, but I'd like find like the action figure for it in a KB toys. And I'm like, Oh, it looks cool. This I is $30. I haven't yeah. seen the movie yet, but I know what it is and I'm bound to like it whenever I do get to see it. So I bought some okay. of the action figures. We probably still have like the clown guy in the basement we, somewhere. I, I have the Akira action figure where you could swap out his arm for the big like monstrous big arm. arm. That's another Akira, thing about Akira. Well. Like I spent two hours going, when does his arm get weird? I came <laughs> here for the weird arm. But, I have to wait until like the last 20 minutes of the movie. Yeah. I th- we thought it was a movie about a weird arm guy. The entire time. But, but I thought what I was, my point was, we had a cure action figures. I would much rather have Metropolis action figures. I would figures. love to have a little Pero for my desk. Yeah, we all need a little Pero for our desk. <laughs> for our hearts. For our hearts. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I do have to say, I think the ending of this film very much has Ot- Otomo written all over it. Uh, yeah. Just the, the, the whole, the robots gonna get plugged in and run the entire city and then just the the explosion i'm not gonna do this it's gonna i'm gonna yeah. go rogue and destroy everything um actually in in the manga michi who is the robot uh ends up like freeing all of the robot slaves of of duke red and that's that basically the end like we're gonna have a robot revolution and do all Mm -hmm. all that stuff um but this yeah it's i think a hundred percent just like otomo being like i'm gonna make my own ending and (laughs) yeah and it 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 kind of reminded me of a kira in the sense of like at the end of that things are just getting out of control they are blowing up and exploding and arms are getting big and bubbly and i don't know what the (laughs) hell is happening and this is like Tima Tima gets damaged and like her kind of yeah like hot oil pours over her face fleshy outer coating i guess you could say (laughs) just gets eroded and just like a like a like a terminator you see like her robot face underneath and it's really she, startling she almost becomes this godlike figure which is almost yes. what yeah. happened in akira too, where she is now she she she's not in charge because she didn't want to be because she didn't want to be a mm-hmm. robot and that's why she's blowing everything well i, I guess she didn't blow everything up not on it purpose. was uh, yeah. rock but it, it was yeah. c- kind of the c- combination of them at the same time like mm-hmm. rock couldn't stand being re- re- being replaced and yeah. Tima didn't want to be a human like she didn't want to be what Duke Red wanted her to be and so mm-hmm. they both were just like fuck it let's blow it up yeah, yeah. And, and the reason in the movie Duke Red or John Duke Red uh rock was which is the combination of the words Duke and Red uh if you you have to put your own oh you have to bring your own o to this anagram party <laughs> i have my own fun facts i don't i play by my own rules rock facts <laughs> rock facts uh but yeah like uh, timo like re- releases control of the robots and they mm-hmm. all swarm uh duke red but rocks like calls their attention over and then like hits the self-destruct sequence yeah, yeah. which uh, is a button that every ziggurat should have <laughs> Yeah. Self-destruct I, entire I mean, I, I, I built mine with a 
self destruct button. And that's why you don't hardware. You can put it together in a Saturday afternoon. One self destruct button, please. Yeah. It's over it's on the rack over there. Five ninety nine. I am oh, certain there's cheap. an episode of Phineas and Herb that goes like this. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, it's good. I, I, I liked this a lot. Um Yeah. I I I think if if you liked Akira and want something of a similar nature, um yeah. something you could I, almost watch with your kids. Yeah, yeah, that that yeah. that is maybe a little more family friendly. Mm-hmm. Uh, I I think this is the route to go. It has beautiful art artwork. Yes. It still has it's it 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 has the uh, the Tezuka sense of wonder about the world, but it has the yeah. Otomo like uh, like themes uh, uh, underneath, which is which mm-hmm. is a really cool combination. Yeah, so. yeah, it's it's great. Good, Good job. Do you guys have anything else that you might recommend? If that's like this? liked this, yeah, or if they liked this, what else would would they like? Interesting. I I mentioned the Big O earlier, which yeah. is tonally different. It's also about this big, weird city where like the air isn't good, so every like all the rich people live in these big towers underneath bubbles, and like. The, Everybody in the city lost their memories like 30 or 50 years ago, I think. So it's a town where like everybody was still there. They had all the same resources, all the same buildings, just like no memories. So they kind of had to like restart culture again. And it's this world where like things are, it's prospering in some regards, but there's this pervasive sense of melancholy because like nobody knows who are we? Where did we come from? If we don't know where we're coming from, how do we know where we're going? They lose their memories. Yeah. And they lost their memories. And then this guy uh, climbs into a giant robot and fights crime. Like it's more of like a kind of an eerie mystery drama kind of show. The tone. (laughs) (laughs) That show really, that's a, yeah, it's totally very different. But if you just want like, a big, gorgeous Art Deco city yep. and robots. Go watch the Big O. Yeah, and uh, if you want, if you want more color, go watch Speed Racer. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Uh, you get. You also mentioned Batman the Animated Series uh-huh. for that Art Deco kind of timeless. You don't there. really know when it's taking mm-hmm. place exactly. Um, that would be one. I would recommend a manga called Pluto. Okay. I think uh, I've heard of this one, or I've seen the cover. You've probably seen the cover, because you used to work at a comic book store, right? I did, yes. You've probably seen the cover then. It's eight volumes, and it's by Naoki Arasawa, who also did uh, Monster uh, and 20th Century Boys. Oh, wow. yes, yeah. But this is Pluto, which is a like a side story slash retelling of Astro Boy that he kind of co-wrote with tezuka um so if 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 you are more of the like i want robot detective crime story maybe a little bit more cyberpunk stuff this i think would be a book that you would want to check out it's it's also a i mean i i I guess this was not a collaboration between Mm -hmm. otomo and tezuka but like i said I i feel like you can see bits of them in each of it and i i I think pluto is the same way it's tezuka's characters and stories and stuff like that but it's 
told from a different perspective. Yeah, um, and and it's, and it's really good. That reminded me of another thing that if if you are looking for something that's more wholesome and kind of anime related, it's Tezuka inspired the Astro Boy movie starring Nicolas Cage. This is what I was going to ask you about. What is because all I remember is like one clip you would show me from that movie. Over I own and that over movie. Again. It's so good. It is good. It is well. I, I, well, <laughs> is it? It's good for our value of good. It's Wilkinson good. It's Wilkinson good. Okay. Seal of approved. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But yeah, no, it's it uses Tezuka's art style, but it's more CGI and it tells a different kind of retelling of Astro Boy. But it's very family friendly and it's very, very fun. Okay. And he has guns that come out of his butt. Exactly. Yeah, sure he does. There's some clip you would show me from that movie where like whatever character Nicolas Cage is playing. He plays his dad. Oh, he plays Mr. Boy. He plays Mr. (laughs) Boy. He plays the Geppetto of Astro Boy. Yes. Like, there's some bit where, like, Astro Boy asks him a question, and he just freezes, and then he says, yes! Yes! In, like, some <laughs> yes. crazy Nicolas Cage voice. And you, we'd watch that over and over again. Yeah. And I knew nothing else about the film. It's a good film. It's, oh. it's got uh, Patton Oswalt in it, too. Oh, good! Yeah. Is he also a robot? No. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds good. Uh, you guys should go ch- check mm-hmm. out that stuff uh, if, if, if you guys liked this film and you maybe want to discover some more stuff. Um, yeah, Melissa and Jams, it is yes. your, your turn to hit pitch some some. some <laughs> I shared here. the turn. Yes, yes, because the way it goes is whoever is picked or like pitched the topic for the week, the other person does pitches. And this is such a movie that I would have pitched I forgot. No, no, Kyle did this one. You have to pitch something this week. So I got up this morning. I'm like, oh, dang, I don't have anything. I've got one. Do you want to do the other two? Yeah. So he's going to help out. My pitch, the one from me. We all know Danny DeVito. <laughs> we, we all know him. We all love him. In, in my heart, I definitely know Danny DeVito. You've heard the good word. I've heard the good word. I look at the sky, I see his smile. This is the first thing that ever introduced me to him. To him, this is a '90s like family-friendly classic, and I think a lot of people forget that he didn't just star in this movie; he directed it and produced it. He was my. This is the first movie I ever remember watching where like somebody acted in it and helped make it. I remember that specifically. I'm like, mom, I keep seeing the same name in the credits. This one guy did everything, and she's like, yeah, the one guy did everything, and I'm like, wow. What a superstar he must be. Truly a renaissance man, a real genius for mankind. <laughs> we are watching the 1996 Danny DeVito directed film Matilda. This is Matilda. this is based on the Roald Dahl story about a little girl who's neglected by her parents. You know, she's kind of put down and teased and she finds herself developing psychic powers that like she uses does. to take yeah. down her her neglectful parents and the horrible principal at her school. Okay. I pitched this because this has been turned into a stage musical. Oh, nice. And this local theater I love is going to pre- be producing it a couple weeks later here in the summer. And so I wanted to rewatch the movie before I go see the stage adaptation. There you go. Good stuff. Pitch yeah. number one. Jams. Yeah. What have I you got, got pit- for pitch number two and three? All right. So I got something that I've been telling Mel. Yeah. That you need, you, you both need to watch at some point. Mm-hmm. Um, 
it's it's part of my ongoing quest to watch all anime related to cooking. Okay. Uh, this this was the second or third in in my uh, journey. It's an anime that, on name alone, sounds really rad. It's called Sweetness and Lightning. Sweetness and Lightning. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's it's a it's a contained anime, just like twelve or thirteen episodes. Okay. Uh, and it's about a single dad who lives with like a five year old daughter, and he doesn't know how to cook, so he just buys her like convenience store food all the time, and he feels like really bad about this. And he's he's a teacher, and uh, at one night they're out going out for food, and they stumble pound upon uh, one of his students like dying restaurants. Like, it's a very small hole-in-the-wall restaurant, and no one is ever there, and it's it's closed almost all the time. And she's like, you, do you want, she's like a, like a half-crush on the teacher, like, do you want me to just teach you to cook? Do you just come behind the counter and we'll all cook something? And it's just kind of this nice, like, story about, like, a parent, like, learning to come mm-hmm. into his own and, like, be- become, like, responsible in every episode. You go through, like, a kind of a step-by-step, like, this is how you make this meal. And it's it's very informative and very sweet. Interesting. Okay, I just looked this up on my phone. It is twelve episodes and look like they are about like that twenty-two minute mark. Yeah, cool. Mm-hmm. That sounds good. And it's number three. Uh, another Wilkinson household favorite. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Sci-Fi Channel original series Eureka. Uh, do you remember I, this? Do you know? This? I I don't. It was Ooh. a big show on the Sci-Fi Channel for several years. It had like five seasons. It did pretty well. People liked it, but then like nobody talks about the show anymore. Yeah, it installed. It stars a uh, Colin Ferguson, Joe Morton, a bunch of other uh, great actor actors and actresses. We don't remember their names. We don't remember they're, their names. They're very good. But there's Colin Ferguson and Joe Morton <laughs> and others <laughs> and others. Uh, oh, Max Headroom! And Max Headroom. Max Headroom's in it. It's just a normal man. <laughs> the actor. There the you point. go. Actor that played Max Headroom, he's in the he's in the show, um, but the show is uh, about a town in like kind Col- of like it's hidden like in the mountains of Colorado. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, it's a town where all of like history's like greatest scientists and their families move to. So uh, the United States just congregated like the Einsteins, the Oppen, like the well, not the Oppenheimers, the yeah. uh, uh, whoever the teslas Mm -hmm. the edisons like all those famous families all live in a town and the united states government keeps it a keeps it a secret yeah interesting like every major genius in the u.s at this time like you're gonna live and work in eureka like we are this is a town built for experiments it's like weird things are happening all the time and like the citizens have just gotten used to it like oh yeah yeah i see the bank blew up that's okay like i accidentally you know released this mutant frog the other week like we all cover for each other kind of it's not quite that cartoony but it's close and colin ferguson is just like a normal just a blue collar like beer and baseball just normal sheriff from some other town. Oh, he was a marshal. He's a marshal, and yeah. then he gets transferred to this town, and he's the he's the new sheriff, and he's the he he's, is. He's, by, not, he's not dumb, but he's like okay. By the definition of he's in a town full of geniuses, he has become the dumbest person in town, and he's, he's the sheriff. The layman. He yeah. Has to try he's the and like guy. keep on top of everything else, and he knows nothing. Yeah, that's funny. And it's it's just like a, a problem of the week kind of show. Yeah, just like real sweet, funny, kind of... But with good character yeah, development. Yeah, and stuff. really good characters, kind of goofy adventures. Not super goofy. It's not a comedy. It's like 
Oh, you could throw it in that dramedy category yeah. if you liked yourself a portmanteau. Gotcha. And I think that's 13 episodes, 12? Yep, 13 episodes in season one. Okay, yep, season one. Interesting. Uh, let's see, I, I think... I, I haven't heard of Eureka. I'm I'm amazed I, you don't I, even slightly remember it. I I feel like maybe I did hear about it, and I just it's just not something I paid attention to. That's fair. Because if, if you I, did if you didn't I, watch Sci-Fi Channel, like it was on it was every other commercial on Sci-Fi Channel. Oh yeah, I think this was airing during the time when I was watching X Files reruns on Sci-Fi Channel okay. every yeah. day. So we got very used to Eureka being so if, around. Yeah, if you didn't frequent Sci-Fi Channel, I've see, could... seen it like flipping through channels at my parents' house or something. Yeah. on Sci-Fi, it was like Eureka. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think I'm gonna go with Sweetness and Lightning. Hey, nice. That sounds one sounds sick. really interesting. Yeah, I, I I think that's maybe a step out of what I would normally pick. Mm-hmm. To. Uh, so I, I think that that that'll be a good one. I hope you enjoy it, and I hope you learn how to do some some nice Japanese cooking. Yeah, I I I actually I I, I guess it's not Japanese, but I'm I'm I have a, like a homemade General Sao's recipe mm. that I, I kind of make. It's it's not anything good, but it's enough to be like, hey, this is <laughs> it's homemade Chinese food that is <laughs> like it's actually decent. There's there's a uh, Broccoli and carrots and sesame seeds in it and rice and yeah all 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 sorts of stuff. It's good. It's, it's well, that's, yummy. That's better than eye food. So hopefully, hopefully, <laughs> sweetness and lightning pads out your uh, your repertoire a little yeah. bit. Perhaps. Exactly. Exactly. Mm-hmm. I think that'll this be the a lot of fun. First pitch we're gonna have where we will learn. It will feed us. <laughs> <laughs> we can get real world knowledge out of this one. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Um, that being said, uh, jams. Where yeah. can the people find you on the inter interwebs if if you want them to follow you and do all of that stuff? Yeah, you're you're. You, I invite you to follow me. I am on uh, on Twitter at at jams wilk w i l k. Mm-hmm. Uh, and yeah, I, I pretty much just do a lot of reposting about other podcasts. <laughs> but yeah, you can yeah. find me there. Yeah, uh, awesome. you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at WilkyWit. That's W-I-L-K-Y-W-I-T. And last year, in our Valerian episode, we're like, <laughs> we are putting together a podcast together. And it is, we're just getting up to it now. Yeah. So sorry it took us a year of, like, waffling about it. Yeah. And it's still Wilkinson under further, waffling. And it's still under further development, but we are working on putting together a podcast about obscure cartoons. Yeah. There you go. Good stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, you guys can find me at Yo Kyle Springer on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, we are at the Whatnots. Uh, if you guys like this show and want to keep updated with with that or all of our our shows, uh, we're at the Whatnots.com for more information. Patreon.com/slash/TheWhatnots is where you can support us uh, for as little as a dollar a month, and you can get access to the live streams of this show. Uh, and you you can get episodes early and stuff like that. $3 tier will get you access to exclusive content. We mentioned that a- 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 episode on 17,776. It sounds like a Rent song. Um, <laughs> or from the musical 1776. Yeah, that too. Um, 
and I know we are in the future here going to be switching up uh, the exclusive content to exclusive episodes of the Captain's Log. Yeah, we have one more review show style episode left. We are going to be reading the Superman comic uh, for the man who has everything. Which is Superman Annual number 11. Mm -hmm. Mm. And then we're watching the Justice League Unlimited episode that adapts that. And then we're going to do a... Thank you. And then we're uh, going to be doing a series of episodes more like the Captain's Log, which is just freeform chat, whatever the heck Off we want topic. it to be. Yeah, and we're kind of... pitch the idea of we should find out which Sailor Moon scouts we are. Yeah, oh, our you kind should. of theme for this run of episodes is like quizzes and games and stuff like that. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and for those at our $5 tier on Patreon, mm-hmm. Patreon, we want to give a big thank you to. So thank you to Sam and Christine for helping us out, for keeping the mics on, keeping the lights on, and helping us make uh, all of this content for you guys. We appreciate it a lot. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Thank you so much. Uh, with that being said, we will get out of here. This has been episode 66 of the Whatnots Review Show. We will see you guys next week. Adios. Bye. Bye.